Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdenado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is sp- sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a world-class consulting firm that trains employees in sports psychology secrets that drastically improve work performance. Founder Joe Ross is retired Army who played fullback for the Black Knights and also later coached the Black Knights as a, as a fullbacks coach. And we thank Joe Ross for sponsoring this podcast. And tonight we have a special guest. We've been looking forward to this podcast for a while now. We'd like to welcome in John Radigan to the Black Knight Nation podcast. John, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Sal. I appreciate you having me. No doubt. Um, if you guys are listening, uh, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter or listening, if you have any questions or comments for John or I that we can answer, um, please feel free to uh, send them in. And uh, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll start off with John. What's um, what's it been like? The la- I guess now you're really preparing for that preseason camp, right? Your first preseason camp in the NFL. And what's um, what are some of the things that you're doing to get ready for um for uh, the Seahawks camp coming up? Is it more, is it a lot of mental stuff or what are you focusing on? I think I've definitely, uh, you know, worked on both mental and physical health. Obviously your mental health is huge. I mean, you see a lot of stuff with uh, athletics these days and certainly in the professional sports world, um, you know, it's hard to, to kind of keep a good balance, but um, you know, since being a, you know, a West Point graduate and um, being out in Seattle for the month that I was out there for mini camp and, and whatnot, um, you know, I've just been, been hitting it hard and training physically, um, because that's going to be huge for me coming here, uh, back to Seattle for training camp. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I've been, been getting myself right as best I can. And at the same time, enjoying myself and enjoying the time that I've had off trying to celebrate, you know, the fact that I'm now a West Point graduate. I'm so thankful for that and, um, thankful for the Academy. And then at the same time, you know, I'm a Seattle Seahawk and I'm very proud to say that. So. Um, you know, I've been, been doing the best that I can, being a good teammate and, uh, you know, training hard physically to, to uh, show up in, in Seattle and be ready to go. I was thinking that, you know, um, the Black Knights are going to open camp in two weeks, preseason camp. I was thinking if we could flash back a year ago, right, you were getting ready for your senior year at Army. And I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think back then, John, did you know what position kind of were you in back then? Were you in a position where you were going to, kind of be battling for a spot or did you think that you were going to you, obviously you know with Jeff Monk and you have to work for everything but what was your mindset like um a year ago would you say I would say my mindset was really similar to what it is now I definitely um I had a lot to prove still uh, my career you know the first three years wasn't really um you know what I, what I uh, had completely wanted but it's not really about that it's the fact that things ended the way that they did and, and going into camp last year, you know, I was ready to prove myself to our new defensive coaching staff and uh, certainly to coach Wood. Um, he gave us a great opportunity, all of our linebackers starting June 1st when we got back early June or, and um, so we worked throughout the whole summer and we did a lot of things to, um, you know, help ourselves as a linebacker group, um, learn the new defense. And, you know, we had walkthroughs and a bunch of different meetings and this and that. So I was kind of in a position where um, I was figuring out the defense and, uh, you know, I was ready to play football again because we didn't really know what to expect in terms of the season last year, obviously. But, um, you know, just the way Coach Monkin runs the program and everyone involved in the program, I knew, you know, if, if anything was uh, – if there was a game that was going to be played, it was Army-Navy, right? Um, and so either way, we were prepared like we were going to have a 12-game season, which we obviously did. And, uh, you know, at this time last year, I was really 
I was set on proving myself, but um, I was really just competing with myself to become the best player that I can be, and I'm still doing that today. It's kind of a like, like the correlations, right? It's just I was going to ask you what maybe you might have learned at West Point that is going to help you in the NFL, but it seems like just from talking to you right there, there's probably a and, and talking to guys like uh, Cole Christensen and Elijah Riley. There's a lot that you can that you can take from West Point, not not just football, but even like you know being being a cadet and you know ultimately an officer, right? That you can that you can take into the, your 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 uh, journey now as an NFL player. Yeah, 100. percent And that's why I'm so thankful, like I said, to be a West Point graduate. Um, you know, it's such a blessing, and I'm so thankful for the academy and everything that I learned along the way. And I think our, our football program in itself, too, there's a lot that, you know, helped me develop into who I am today. And um, I'm certainly I, I brought that with me to Seattle the past you know month I was out there. And I'm going to do it again when I show up for training camp, because, you know, that's that place really molded me into who I am today. And, um, you know, it's helped me with valuable lessons in leadership um, and just being a good man. And, um, you know, it there's a strong correlation between being a football player and being a soldier. And I think that's why, you know, coach Munkin has really turned the program around. He kind of connected that and he showed, uh, he showed everyone what, what that is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, it, it feels, it feels great. Like I said, to be a West Point graduate. And, um, and I think the valuable lessons that I learned throughout the years have really helped me to become the football player that I am today. Can you walk us through like what the first day was like for you when you got to Seattle and, you know, just early when you're, when I'm following like the rookie mini camp, so to speak, and you see that like Pete Carroll's being asked questions about you and the answers that Pete Carroll has is almost like what you're saying, you know, the discipline that comes from West Point, he kind of knows the character of the player that he's getting in you. Um, what, what was that kind of like just the, fir the your first days as a, as an, as a Seattle Seahawks, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, it's it's pretty cool to hear it from from someone like Pete Carroll. You know, Coach Carroll, he's, he's a legend in the football world, and um, you know, it's just it's a blessing to hear that. You know, the word those words from his mouth, and um, it's reassuring just to know that the past four years and everything that I did, um, you know, it, it's displayed, and and I do the best to to display that at a high level, and um, because I'm not just representing myself, it's about West Point, it's about the Army, and um, certainly it's about all the guys that I played with for the past four years. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's truly humbling though, to be out there and, and to be around some of the greats like Pete Carroll. How about when you're in, when you're, uh, maybe in rookie mini camp or maybe like after that, the activities with the team, I mean, is there anybody that you, um, kind of like lean on a little bit or anybody to like, you, like you look up to and say, well, wow, I'm not now here and I can maybe, um, maybe work just learn a few things from this guy i mean is there anybody that you kind of uh kind of followed so to speak when you got to seattle yeah no doubt and uh you know i think an easy name to mention is bobby wagner he, he's obviously you know he's a legendary nfl linebacker he's you know for the past decade he's been the man in seattle and you know we're playing the same position now so he's a great guy to lean on he's a great teammate player leader you know he's the guy that you want in the locker room and that's why seattle's had him there for so long um, so certainly, you know, Bobby Wagner's helpful and really everyone in the linebacker room. And, uh, you know, I couldn't give enough thanks to John Glenn. He's the linebacker coach for us in Seattle and, and Ken Norton, our defensive coordinator. So when I first got out there, going back to the, to the last, um, you know, question you asked, it was just the rookies that were there. 
um, our veterans decided to kind of enjoy the off season and, and work on, on the, by themselves, you know, they're professionals. And um, so they did everything by themselves while the rookies were there for three weeks, about a month. And then the veterans came back for that last about week and a half, two weeks that I was out there. And, um, you know, our coaching staff, you know, everything that they have going in, in Seattle is, is truly amazing. It's a great organization with great coaches and, and staff and, and faculty, just everyone in the building from, you know, the top down to, you know, whoever serving us food in the cafeteria, um, things were great. And, and I think people, like, they really respect West Point and the Army. And um, so I felt very respected going in. And, um, I, you know, I feel very respected. I'm excited to get back there because it's such a great organization. Um, so we've had, you know, we've got a great linebacker room, a great group of guys, and uh, we've got great coaches as well. So I've, I've definitely leaned on, on John Glenn. He's done a great job introducing uh you know the rookies and um you know just showing us the ropes and introducing us to the nfl so um john glenn give give him a shout out and, and bobby wagner absolutely i guess maybe circle back to when before um you signed with seattle um the interest that you had from the nfl teams and you know i know there was maybe a chance of maybe potentially even getting drafted um was Seattle a team that you really had in your mind or maybe on a list that you said, hey, if these guys are become interested in me, it's somewhere I wanted to go. Did you have any like interaction with them before, you know, maybe the draft or during that that time, that period of signing as a free agent? Yeah, no doubt. I, I was always really excited about Seattle. They were um, – that was the first team that I Zoomed with. So I talked to John Glenn and Ken Norton, the D, the D coordinator and, and linebacker coach pretty early on in the process. And, um, you know, they were interested in me and obviously what they've got going on, as I mentioned, it's a great organization. Um, so, you know, they, it's, it's, it's a winning, it's a winning culture. It's a winning team out there. And um, I was very excited after, after talking with Seattle early on, you know, they had, they had, they had been very upfront about everything. They said, look, we've got three draft picks this year. And, uh, you know, we like you as a draft pick in the sixth round, but just know if that doesn't end up happening, you know, you're still going to be one of the top guys that we want. And come draft day, day three, which is when, if anything, I was anticipating getting drafted, um, you know, they traded up. They, they got Stone Forsyth. He's a, a O-lineman from Florida. And as soon as that happened, John Glenn, our linebacker coach, he texted me and he said, hey, man, can I give you a call? talked to him a little bit and he just said, look, if you don't go here in the seventh round, just know you're still, my, you're still our guy. We really want you. We're, we're really uh, interested in you and love what you got on tape, all this and that. And so that was really reassuring. And, um, you know, I think going in, going into the draft, you definitely got to have a plan for um, free agency in, in my position. And um, Seattle was certainly at the top of the list just because they showed interest and, and, they need line. They needed linebackers at the time, and um, it's a great organization. So I couldn't be more thankful for how things turned out. Yeah, when you look at the Seahawks, right? I mean, there's it seems like when you're in the Seahawks organization, there's really one goal in mind: it's that Super Bowl, right? I mean, they had they've been there before. Um, they're right up there in the NFC West every year. It's the NFC West. I'm a Cardinals fan. That's that's a really competitive division, John. You got yourself into right there, right? With the. No doubt. <laughs> there's there's no days off with the Rams and the 49ers and the, the Seahawks and the Cardinals. I mean, just um, what, what do you think about just the fact that, you know, how much they want you to, to feel wanted like that and to, to, to uh, 
to have your film really show the kind of player you are. And it's not, I don't think it's sometimes so much, you know, maybe the physical side, maybe you know the playmaking, but just where it seemed like when you were playing linebacker for army, it seemed like sometimes you might even known the game plans of the opponents sometimes, because you always seem to be in the right place at the right time. And maybe that also that, that IQ also helps you. Do you think that IQ also helps you at the next level? Yeah, it does certainly. And that's, that's why teams were, I think, so interested in me, especially having just one year as a starter under my belt. Um, and the first thing that pops in my mind is just Coach Wood and, and Coach Woody, are just our defensive, our coaching staff in general, um, and everything that they brought to the table this past year, because it really helped me take my game to the next level. And, um, you know, it's still doing that. I still talk to Coach Wood to this day. Obviously, I'm not too far removed, but um, – you know, we both got other things going on and we still make time for each other because he's just that kind of guy. He was a great linebacker coach for me and I only had him for a year, but I'm so thankful for everything that he taught me. Um, and I think going into every game, you know, this past season, that's exactly what we tried to do. We, we, we tried to know a lot more than just what we were doing. Um, it was figuring out offenses and figuring out what's going to come on this play because that's kind of the next step in football. And, um, you know, being able to do that this past year has really helped me when I when I did go out to Seattle from mid-May to mid-June. And it'll help me certainly when I get to training camp. I've been watching film for the past month. And that's that's kind of what I focus on now is um, anticipating offenses and, and being able to to know what's coming, because that part of football IQ is, is what helps take the game to the next level. And that's what that's what's going to uh, allow me to make it in the NFL. No doubt. I know when um, Elijah Riley signed with the Eagles, Coach Munkin talked about, hey, he's going to be able to get a chance to play pretty much his first year because of special teams. Right. And you had that background, too. So I that's got to be helpful um, also um, when you're looking to get, you know, as you look to get a chance to get on the field. Right. That special teams background that you're a guy who's going to feel comfortable, you know, running down and covering kicks or doing whatever you have to do, because that's what you had did at West point and until your senior year. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, um, I feel very comfortable with my, with my special teams background and um, with my ability to play special teams at the next level, because uh, as you mentioned, you know, that's what it took for me to get on the field at West point. And uh, to be honest, that's what it's going to take for me to get on the field in the NFL. So um you know, I'm certainly excited to, to get after it in the preseason and special teams is going to be a huge factor in, in uh, you know, in my career in the NFL. And um, I'm more than happy to do it because, you know, it, it's it, it's a fun part of the game and um, it, it's it's a good way to get on the field. No doubt. If you have any questions for John or I, or if you have any comments, uh, please feel free to um, post them and we'll answer Um there we go. John, I promised you. I okay. promised you Markel Broughton's mom was going to be here tonight. And there she is. Love that. Love that. Putting up the black flag. I was going to ask you maybe something just about, um, you know, the jersey number that you got for the Seahawks. I don't know as a rookie if you probably get probably get a pick of it, but being 59, um, how did that come about? And is there any uh, coral, any significance to that number for you? Certainly uh, don't get to choose. Um, so they, that's what they gave me, and, and that's what I'll wear proudly. Um, I've never really been much of a guy that cares too much about his jersey number. Um, you know, they gave me 47 at West Point, and I wore 47 for four years. Um, if I got 47 in Seattle, it would have been cool. Um, but I, I certainly, you know, don't have too much of a preference. I think 59 is a great linebacker number. 
Um, and I've always been a big fan of Luke Keekley. I thought he was an amazing linebacker, you know, during his eight year career and that's what he wore. So, um, you know, I'm just thankful that I got a number and I'm, and I'm a Seattle Seahawk right now. I guess growing up in Illinois, were the bears your team or no? Um, I, I would root for the bears, no doubt. Um, I like the Steelers. My dad's from Pittsburgh. So I always like the Steelers too. Um, but I, I mean, when I was a kid growing up, I had a big Brian Urlacher poster, on the wall. I, I love Brian Urlacher. Um, you know, Lance Briggs, 55. They were all, you know, they had a great defense for a good amount of years. So uh, I, I was a, I was a solid Bears fan, but, you know, at times they, they disappoint. Gotcha. And, it, and the Steelers always used to have pretty solid linebacking cores, right? I mean, so that was something, something you follow. Um, we, maybe we talked about this before, but your ability to read the quarterback and stuff, I know sometimes that's like we talked about IQ and stuff. Did you get coming up when you were playing football? Is that something that you found that was easier to do? Or is that something where you growing up, were you like in a secondary and then turned into a linebacker? Or how did that work out where you were able to just read the quarterback's almost eyes or moves almost instantly? That's a good question. And uh, I've never been asked that before. So, you know, thinking about it right now, I, I would say uh, once again, the first thing that, that came to mind was is Coach Wood and what he had us doing, uh, you know, leading up to the season last year. One of our one of our biggest drills um, had to do with, you know, reading. He was he was obviously the quarterback for the drill, but reading the quarterback's eyes and, and you know, seeing pre-snap. OK, um, you know, this kid might might telegraph a little bit and tell you where he's going to throw the ball. Um, if you know where the strong side is, where, where they've got three wideouts split out, um, there's a good chance they're going to throw it to that side or, you know, knowing the different scenarios and then kind of seeing, you, you got to see a lot of different things, especially playing linebacker. And, um, so if you can read the O line really quick and see that it's going to be passed and then boom, get your eyes to the quarterback. And, um, I think it's just something that kind of came natural after doing, doing, uh, this drill for so long and, um, you know, the older I got, the better I got at it. And and now, uh, you know, I feel very comfortable reading the quarterback. And I think as a linebacker, especially in a professional, you know, football game, you know, in a professional game, you got to be good at that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of came about and um, it's certainly not going away. Do you think that um, you're just scratching the surface, so to speak, as far as just, just total level of play to begin with? I mean, like, like we talked about senior year, you got on the field and every game it seemed like you you were there to make plays. Do you think that there's a lot of still left that like you seem like you're a guy who's just going to keep on putting his nose to the ground, keep working at it, keep on watching tape, trying to find any little thing to make you better. And it just seems like, um, you know, it just seem it's do you seem feel like you're still like there's a lot to get better at and there's you're just kind of scratching the surface there or not? I think so for sure. Um, and I, you know, th this past year, I grew a lot as a football player. Um, you know, yeah, I grew a lot as a football player and I grew a lot as a man. And I think um, there's just there's a lot more of that to come. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, being in the same room as a guy like Bobby Wagner um, and just everyone that we've got out in Seattle. Um, you know, I can't wait to see where, where the game takes me and and how I'll develop, continue to develop, because this past year was my first year as a starter in college. And now I'm moving on to the next level. And, um, you know, I want to be a starter in the NFL. And to get there, there's going to be things that I got to continue to, to grow at, continue to learn. Um, things that, you know, I, I might see as a weakness, I got to get better at those. And, um, 
you know, I got to just continue working because that's the only way you'll succeed. We had Ross Tucker on the podcast. He does Army games on CBS Sports Network, and he was talking about recruiting at West Point and how it's gotten uh, substantially better under Jeff Munkin. And you look at now, you have you know you have four players that are in the NFL from Jeff Munkin's recruiting, and you know you have two guys, three guys on the defensive side, and two linebackers. So, um, just being a guy who who came into the program under Munkin, do you see that? I mean, it always seems like. There's a guy. You look at guys like a Ryan Parker, right? You look right. at guys like a Kamonte Yao, and um, guys who are really good players who just have to wait their turn, so to speak, because of all the depth built at linebacker and the talent. Is that something that you saw at West Point during your four years there? And you know, you look at like an Eric Smith, John. Eric Smith. I mean, Eric Smith. I think is is an NFL is an NFL caliber player, no doubt, right? I mean, you played alongside him. I mean. It just seems like they keep on getting Spencer Jones to a young guy. You know, it just seems like the talent at linebacker at West Point is just is super deep. Yeah, no doubt. And it, and it always has been. Um, I noticed that as soon as I got there, just, just how real, you know, the guys were there. And, and um, I think, as you mentioned, Coach Munkin's done a great job recruiting. And, um, you know, it's no secret that we, we've got a lot of talent at West Point and certainly – uh, no offense to the offensive guys, but no one, you know, certainly on the defense. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's proven in the numbers and Elijah Cole, myself. Um, I think James Nautical could still be playing in the NFL. He was a stud linebacker, just a great dude um, to learn from. And, uh, and there's more coming. There's more on the way next year. Like you said, and Eric, I think Cedric Nolan, Malcolm, there's a lot of guys that are going to get the opportunity. And then the year after that, um, Marquel. There we go. There's a shout out. Um, but there's certainly a lot of talent at, at, at uh, West Point, and it's no secret. I mean, that's that's why we've been winning. And I think the best part about it is that it's not just the talent, but it's the way that, um, you know, it's the way that we come together and end up, you know, playing as a team. And the different things that you learn going through West Point, that's what really helps us become not just good football players, but good men and good leaders and um as, as we talked about earlier, that's that's what Seattle, I think, was looking for, and that's what they got in me. And, uh, you know, teams teams in the NFL, they'll be grateful to have more more uh, more guys from, from service academies and particularly West Point in the future. So, no, no doubt. doubt. I look at, like, if we could talk about, like, you know, your former, your former teammates now in, in 2021, I mean, that defense, you guys led the nation in yards allowed per game last year. And – John, I mean, what they have coming back. I was trying to go through it in my head, and just it seems like there's a a, a guy who's a guy be like you can go too deep with guys who have a lot of game experience, who have made major plays in games, and guys who are still haven't reached their talent level. I, I look Andre Carter. I mean, I look at where in academy history do you have a six foot six, two hundred and sixty five guy pound guy playing that outside linebacker position and making an impact. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. You, you, you reeled off and a lot of guys who have NFL potential and you look at guys who maybe are not, haven't reached their full potential at Carter is a guy who, I mean, wow. I think the, the sky's the limit for him. I agree completely. I was talking to Andre today. Um, you know, our lockers are real close to each other. I, you know, he's a great kid. He, he, he's going to be a fantastic football player. And I think, this year is going to be his breakout year. You know, he's he's kind of 
he had a great game. He, he had some great games last year. He had some great plays. Um, and that's only going to continue to happen. Andre Carter is no doubt. He's a beast. Um, and, and, and he'll continue to show up because he's a hard worker and he's got a great mentality. And, uh, you know, that not just Andre, but our whole, the whole defense, they're going to kill it this year. I, I'm really looking forward to watching the games and, um, you know, I stay in contact with all those guys because as I mentioned, it's not, I'm not just representing myself and, um, you know, those are my guys for life. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to what they do this upcoming season because, you know, we've got a lot of guys coming back, a lot of guys that have played in a lot of, you know, games, even a guy, you know, think about, you know, Darian McDonald, he's an outside linebacker. He had the, he had the, uh, safety against Navy. It's, it's things like that. Spencer Jones got the start obviously against West Virginia, um, there's a lot of talent coming back and they're going to do something really special with it. It's crazy. And they bring in, you know, the guys that they bring in as freshmen, they just announced the freshman class this week. And those guys, some of them will get on the field, maybe in a special teams role, who knows, maybe a couple snaps on defense, but just that the talent continues to build there. And I'm like, it's, I, I don't know. You look at John, uh, I don't know if you saw, I think that, that they had the commander in chief's trophy, uh, Jeff Monk and Coach Monk had his uh, show on Facebook before we went on today. I think there's a new Commander-in-Chief's trophy maybe at West Point now. Uh, so three of the last four years, when, you, when you're part of a program that wins the Commander-in-Chief's trophy, three of the last four years, right? I mean, maybe you would like a fourth probably, right? But three out of four years, it doesn't get any better than that, right? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, I remember my first year, obviously the goal was to go – uh, eight and eight against Air Force and, and Navy combined. You, you fall short sometimes. Um, I appreciate you. Uh, you fall short sometimes. You know, we lost uh, certainly the that uh, 2019 game against Navy was not was not what we wanted. And that season overall was not um, really repre representative of, of who we ha who we were as people and, um, you know, our, our program in general. But um, Winning the CIC for three years is it's truly so special and I couldn't be more thankful as I mentioned just to be a part of the football program there and um, to have gone through you know four years because it was not always easy but uh, it certainly was always rewarding you know yeah maybe if the, the freshman class that's coming in maybe can you give them any advice maybe on maybe that first year or maybe maybe advice on just you know like you said, there'll be some tough days, but usually, you know, those Saturdays are usually really good ones at West Point, you know, and this year with fans back, we're going to be really good ones at Mikey Stadium, right? So maybe that's something, to, can you give them any advice? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm sure those guys don't have their phones right now, um, <laughs> but when they do and they watch this um, and, and anyone getting recruited or um, anyone that's on that wants to understand, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's about a lot more than yourself. Um, so when you go through the program, you know, it's not it, – those were, those wins were so special because it was the whole team. You know, it takes a whole team to do what we what we did for the past four years and what they're going to continue to do. Um, so, you know, it's it's truly just a blessing to, to win as a team and, and to, to be a part of something much bigger than yourself. And that's not just as a part of the football program, but um, as a cadet at West Point and certainly as a soldier in the Army. Um you know, it, it, it's uh, there's a lot of hard days. There's a lot of days, you know, their camp is coming up. Camp is going to be hard for everyone, even, you know, the best players, even Coach Munkin and every coach on staff. It's a lot of football. It's a lot of long days. And um, there's so much work that's involved, but that's what makes all the winning so sweet. 
And um, it's all worth it in the end because, you know, I still talk to these guys every day and uh, I'm thankful that I'm done. But, you know, a part of me, a part of me always thinks, you know, if I could go back, you know, I'd love to go through another day of workouts and just hanging out with the guys because there's something so special there. And um, being, being, a, being a, a cadet at West Point and certainly being on the football team, there's just something so special about it. And the winning is uh, the winning is just a little cherry on top. Yeah, we had Ryan England on the podcast last week, and, and he talked about how, you know, once his active duty, five years of active duty is over, he wants to be a college football coach. And he got a chance to coach at the prep school after graduation. And I know, John, you have an NFL career to, to, to go through, right? But, I mean, do you think that you mentioned about maybe wanting to, wanting to go back maybe? Do you see that maybe as a possibility down the road, or is it too early to say maybe that you like to keep football – in your life, even after what happens in the NFL? Uh, I wouldn't say it's too early, and I cer certainly wouldn't put it past myself. Um, you know, I think Ryan England, since he got to coach at prep school, you know, those guys, everyone that's done that, everyone that's been an AI in the program and just kind of helped develop the younger guys that are coming through, um, they've seemed to love it. I've, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, and I know if I got that experience, I'd probably feel exactly the same way. So, um, it's not the first thing on my mind. I have no clue what's going to happen down the road and I'm taking things day by day, just trying to make the most out of my NFL career. Um, but football is obviously a game that, that, uh, like I said, it requires a lot of hard work and that's on the coaching and the playing side. And, um, I certainly want to put it past myself, you know, maybe a coach Radigan down the road, who knows? Um, and it depends, you know, now that the football world is just such a big connection. Um, there's so many different people, Nolan's mom. Thank you. You got Nolan Cockrell's mom chiming yeah, in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't put it past myself. I think, uh, I think it's just special, you know, what football can do for people. And um, I could, I could see that as a possibility down the road. Yeah. I mean, you look at like, like you look, you said um, you've been saying through this podcast, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity that not everybody gets right. So you, you you're going to put everything into it that you have. And just know, just getting to know you these last few years. I mean, that's what made you the player that you are today, right? So, I mean, it's not like you're changing anything too much. You're maybe, maybe you're you're amping it up a little bit, right? Right, right, no doubt about it. And um, you know, once I'm done, once once my time is over with football, because everyone, you know, everyone's career comes to an end at some point. Um, that is the thing about coaching that is so enticing. I feel like is the the opportunity to give back and develop younger guys. Um, and I try to do that as much as I can just, just with our guys at West Point right now. So that's why, you know, I, I leave that door open and, and always consider being a football coach because there's something really special about the game and, um, you know, what it can do for people. Absolutely. Um, I was going to ask you about your time in Seattle and Seattle is always a city that I wanted to visit. Um, I, I grew up a Seattle Mariners fan, believe it or not. Ken Griffey Jr. It's always a town, uh, a city that I always want to get a chance to to see. What was what what was it like there when you were uh, up there for uh, like rookie camp and you know working out? It was great. I mean, the weather's beautiful this time of year, so um, might have been a couple rainy days. Certainly less than I can count on my hand. And uh, the weather was beautiful. The facilities that that you know we practice in the, the Seattle Seahawks hands down, got to have the best facilities in the NFL. Um, so thankful just to be out there and um, working out in the weight room that we have on the field that we have. It's right on the, uh, it's right on 
um, Lake Washington. And uh, it's beautiful out there. I, I didn't uh, have too much of an opportunity to go out and, um, you know, enjoy the city life too much or whatnot. Because to be honest, you know, we were there for, for football. It was, a, it was pretty much a job interview. Um, and it still is once I get, once I get to training camp. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to do the best that I can to, to ace the interview because uh, it's a nice city and it's certainly a great place to be. And I love, I'm a, I'm a huge outdoors guy. Um, so being in the Pacific Northwest, it's a pretty cool spot for, for the outdoors. And, um, I've been, I've been, I was happy when I was out there. It was, it's a cool place to be. What's the interaction been like with the Seattle fan base? Because they, they're, they're one, some of the pa- most passionate fans in uh, the NFL, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, well there, there's like 12s. So 12s is the big thing in Seattle. Um, so they'll have 12 painted in, you know, blue and white. Uh, if you just drive past different buildings out there, uh, anywhere, anywhere in the Seattle area, um, it's painted on buildings. People are always wearing Seahawks shirts. Um, I saw a couple people more seriously, more than one with a Seahawks tattoo, um, you know, maybe on the, on the calf or on the forearm. Uh, I saw it a couple of times. It was pretty cool. Um, but that, I mean, they definitely, it's, it's passionate. It's a passionate fan base and, um, they've been great to me personally. I signed, uh, early May, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, social media interactions. And, um, I tried to get back because, uh, you know, being, being connected with the fan base, especially a fan base as good as Seattle Seahawks, um, is pretty important. So, uh, it, it, it's a cool city to represent and I'm, I'm thankful to be out there. That's something that you embraced at army, right? With, with fans too. And you, the nickname Johnny nation, it's something that you really, uh, t- you, you embraced, you enjoyed that, right? I mean, it, it's something that like, if you can get back a little bit to the army fan base, that's, that's something that you, 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 you like to do, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think uh, it, it goes back to when we talked about coaching and just what football can do for people. Um, it's about more than just the players and the coaches. And it's, you know, that's why there's such, that's why fans are, are honestly a pretty critical part to the game. Um and that's why it's so cool just to, to be a Seattle Seahawk and to have been a West Point football player because, uh, you know, who we represent and what we represent uh, is, is so special. So um, anyone that was, you know, supportive of me throughout my time there, I was just very thankful for that. And I always try to give back because it's, it's about a lot more than yourself. No doubt. You look at uh, Markel's mom. She'll be screaming it on Sundays, maybe. She'll be screaming on Sundays. So. Yeah, yeah, catch some games. <laughs> absolutely just um just kind of to wrap this up a little bit what's what's up next for you what's i know you i know you said you're going to go back there very soon uh what's up next for you and how much are you uh, looking forward to again like getting a chance to you know you know prove yourself and and win a, win a spot with the seahawks yeah i'm so excited just to, just to continue playing football it's truly a blessing um so we've got training camp starting on the 27th We'll have three preseason games starting. Uh, first one's August 14th, playing at, at Las Vegas. And then uh, I believe we're home against the Broncos and home against the Chargers. And uh, so the Chargers, it'll be cool to connect with Cole. We've been we've been in contact about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to, to proving myself, as you mentioned, and, and continue playing football. It's a blessing. And, and um, continuing to better myself as a football player because uh, – that's that's going to be really important here for me in the next couple of weeks. So uh, take my game to the next level and uh, continue to prove myself and who I am as a leader, as a man, as a teammate, 
and um, you know, couldn't be more excited to get to work. Absolutely. John, you've been one of the, my favorite players to follow their journey through West Point and now getting a chance in the NFL. Always a stand-up guy. Always just really, really great with your time, and we really appreciate you hopping on tonight. Um, guys, if you want to um, – this this will be up on YouTube, and we're on all the podcast platforms. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. Um, I, I forget all the platforms we're on, John. So sometimes I just throw Apple and Spotify on there. But uh, really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us, and we wish you all the best um, coming up in Seattle in your NFL career. We really, again, we can't be more thankful for your time tonight. Thank you, Sal. Really appreciate you having me on. Continue to be great. We love the podcast. So thank you to everybody watching. Appreciate you tuning in.